Hi, welcome to Broadway Assembly Church Podcast. We are excited for you to be joining us today. If you want to get a notification of the most recent uploads, please subscribe to our podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy. Defended who was on trial for murder. And there was strong evidence indicating that he was guilty of the murder that he was charged with. There, however, in this uh, trial for murder, there was no corpse. There was no proof of a body. In the defense's closing statement, he knew that his, that his, uh, his, the defendant would most likely be convicted of this crime. So then he resorted to one last ditch effort. He gets up and he says, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I have a surprise for all of you. The lawyer said as he looked at his watch, he said, within one minute, the person that was presumed dead in this case will walk into this courtroom. He looked toward the courtroom door and the jurors were, were stunned as they looked and they waited eagerly for somebody to walk through the door. One minute had passed and nothing had happened. Finally, the lawyer said, actually, I made up that story. I made up that statement. But as you all look to the door with anticipation, therefore, I have proved that you have reasonable doubt in this case that the defendant committed this crime. The jury then were cleared. They were, they were confused. And they went back to deliberate to decide what the verdict would be. And then only a few moments later, the jury returned pretty quickly Usually that's either a really good sign or that's a really bad sign. And they came back and they, they got up and they read the verdict and they found the defendant guilty of murder. The, and the lawyer said, how did this happen? He said, you, you all had some doubt that he actually committed this crime. And the... Jury foreman replied, oh, we, we looked at the door. We did have doubt. But your defendant never looked at the door. Tonight, we're going to deal with a situation of doubt. You know, and in life, and in, Christian, in our Christian lives, we deal with ups and downs. We deal with days that we feel like we're on the mountain. We feel like we're ready to take on the world. We're on fire for God, and we're, we're longing to do something great. We're feeling pretty good in ourselves. However, there isn't, there's the flip side to that coin that we can get low t- at times. We may feel like we were once on the mountaintop and now we're down in the valley and that we don't see any way that we're going to get out of that. Our situations like to seem bigger than they really are at times and we get into our minds and we feel like we're just never going to get through. You know, sometimes we're on the mountain. Salvation. We, that's probably the highest mountain we'll ever be on. You know, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Camp, revival. These are times that we're on the mountain. These are the times that we feel like we're just as close to God as we're ever going to be. But just like John, we get to some low places. John was in a low place for the moment. And he began to question, like many of us, when we don't understand what's going to happen, we don't understand why things are coming at us and why life just seems to be falling. Even John, who was given a special purpose in life, in that moment he had some questions, he had some doubts. John was given a calling to precede the Messiah. 
And then we see here in this scripture that he was questioning if he even knew that Jesus was the Son of God. In John, in John, we read here, and it says, And in this record of John, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elias? And he said, I am not. Art thou the prophet? And he answered, No. Then said they unto him, Who art, who art thou? That we may give an answer to them that sent us. What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As said the prophet Isaiah. John had a purpose in his life. And John knew what he was to do. He was there to proclaim the coming Messiah. There to preach Jesus. John had direct evidence. And he didn't just hear about Jesus and the stories that were on a faraway land. He didn't just hear the name and, you know, and just, oh, this is a good story. So I'm going to preach this. John had direct evidence of himself. We read that, that John, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. And he was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Later on in that verse, he saw Jesus for himself, and looking upon him, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. John had all the proof that he needed of Jesus, yet he still had questions. And in our lives, sometimes we have been in that very same place. We have experienced God for ourselves. We've had times where we have experienced his power, and then what happens? The enemy comes to us and tells us, well, did that really happen? Did God really tell you that? And then he plants those seeds of uncertainty. In this prison, in this cell, John was feeling uncertain. You know, feeling doubt isn't necessarily wrong. And we see that Jesus wasn't angry at John for questioning. But we do read here, the very end of that passage that I read, when Jesus says, Blessed is he who shall, whosoever shall not be offended in me. And that's not the same thing that we're used to saying when you say, oh, he's just offended. Or, but no, we're, we're, we're looking there in the Greek, and that can be translated to begin to distrust or desert. And Jesus reminds him to trust in him. Trust in him. Don't leave him. Don't desert him. And I'm so thankful that even if we do doubt, and in the times that we feel like we just don't have any answers, God will come through. Amen. I believe somebody here tonight may be in that very situation. You may be questioning some things in your life. You may be questioning the calling that God has placed on you. You may be questioning some promises that He's given you. But in that time, do not desert Him and do not leave Him because if you continue to believe and you continue to trust, He will show you the proof and He will come through. Amen. I'm so thankful that God will never leave us. He won't forsake us. Amen. And He is not a liar. He will come through for you. 
Amen. And it's in those times that we must hold strong. It's in those times that we, we must hold on to Him and not let go. You know, John had some doubts. And remember, I'm so thankful that Jesus came through even during his doubts and he told him, you know, he told the men, the witnesses that John sent to him to question Jesus of all the things that he had done to remind John that even though you're in this prison, I'm still working. Even in this prison, I'm still healing. I'm still setting people free. The gospel is still being preached. You know, it's in those times that we... We feel like we're in prison and we feel like we're locked up and that we'll never get out. And even though we know that John didn't get to leave prison and John died while he was in captivity from King Herod, he still had that hope and that certainty in his heart that Jesus was the one. Amen. And I want somebody to know tonight that God is still a healer. God is still working just like He did in the times that, of the Bible, just like he did in these passages where he healed the lame and he healed the blind. He can still do that tonight. You know, and that's just a exa few examples of the power that Jesus has. But he is still a God of miracles and he is still working on your behalf. One question that we deal with sometimes, and even myself, you know, as Christians... We understand what we're held to. We understand what God wants from us. And, and a lot of times we fall short of that. A lot of times we mess up. We make mistakes. And we feel like we're never going to get to the place where we need to be in Jesus. And the enemy will use that to tell you to give up. He'll use that to tell you to see. And he'll show you. He'll say, see, you're never going to be what you're called to be. You're never going to be what God wants you to be because you're just going to keep messing up. You're just going to keep making mistakes. And then you get that doubt and that uncertainty in your mind. Well, did God even call me? Did God even want me to do this? Does God even love me? But just like John, God will show you the proof. Amen. Amen. God still loves you. And even in the times where you feel like you're alone, even in the times where you feel like God may have left you, He is still there. He is still there waiting. Amen. I'm so thankful. Sometimes we feel used. We feel wounded and beaten with barely any life left in us. And when that doubt begins to set in, but we know it doesn't have to end there, and I believe that God has sent a word for somebody. And this isn't something that is really a new or something revolutionary as far as preaching. But I'm so thankful for the truth that we can have faith in and we can believe. God is still God. He's still in control. And the answers that you seek can be answered. And God wants to answer them. God wants to reaffirm that He has not finished with you. Even in this time where it seems like everything that we believe is under attack, it seems like our culture is so anti-God and anti-Christian, and we begin to question, well, is it even worth continuing? Is it even worth following after the teachings of the Bible? Is it even worth trying to witness? Is it even worth trying to spread the gospel when we live in such a perverse and evil time? But if God has called you, 
It's worth it. Amen. In my own life, there's been times where I had doubt. And it was probably one of the biggest decisions of my life. And I was still at OBI at the time. And you know, maybe some other time we'll go deeper into it. But you know, I was really struggling with what God wanted me to do. I was really struggling with what He had spoken into my life. You know, there's a lot of times when God will deal with your heart about something and it's completely opposite to what you ever expected. There's times when God will deal with you to do something that you may not want to do. And then you start to doubt it. You start to doubt if I can even get through it, if I can do it. But I remember it was in a youth service during convocation. And in that message, it was verbatim, the things that I was talking about that day. You know, and even in that time of doubt, God came to me and He spoke and He reminded me to trust Him, to follow Him, to believe what He had spoken. And I believe that there's many of us here that can testify that if we trust Jesus, He'll come through. Amen. So John's doubts were destroyed. He had direct evidence. His doubts were destroyed. Amen. There's a story that for the past year that I, I just keep going back to. And I really appreciate this, especially in this time where skepticism is so high, especially when it comes to Christianity. It's the testimony of Lee Strobel. Most of us have probably heard of him. You know, best-selling author, Christian author, who wrote the book, The Case for Christ. But in his testimony, he goes into depth of how this came to be and how he came to write this book. Now, he wasn't brought up in a Christian home. He wasn't brought up in a Christian household. And he had been surrounded by Christianity his whole life. But he was actually a skeptic and was pretty much atheistic as it could be as one could be but it wasn't until his wife got saved and she came home she told him that she had gotten saved and he was pretty distraught about this he was not happy he felt like he was losing his wife and he felt like his marriage was going to fall apart because she was a christian so he at the time was a lawyer and a and a legal editor so he decided that he would prove Christianity wrong to his wife so he said if I just gather up all this evidence if I do this investigation I can show her that she's involved with a cult and it's not true so over some time he began to interview people he began to read many books And then it came to the point to where he realized that it would take more faith for him to not believe in Christianity than it would for him to believe in Christianity. And it was in that, to how, it was how he was able to come to salvation. He said, I walked out saying I was still an atheist, but also saying if this is true, this has huge implications for my life. Then he spent the next year and nine months putting his legal training and experience in journalism research to investigate whether or not this credibility was real. 
Through all of this research, he came to the conclusion that it would require more faith for him to continue being an atheist. So that's an example of doubt not always being a bad thing. If you look at Doubting Thomas and he gets a bad rap because he didn't immediately believe in Jesus' resurrection. But he didn't just say, oh, I don't believe it. That's not true. I'm just going to keep on living the way that we are now. You know, we're going to be in fear for the rest of our lives. But no, he said, unless I see his hands, unless I see Jesus, then I'll believe. Even though he doubted, he was still willing to see the evidence of Jesus. And you may be here tonight and you may feel like you're in that moment of doubt. You're in that cell of uncertainty where you don't know what to believe. You don't know if God is going to heal you. You don't know if God is going to save your family. You don't know if God is going to come through on His promises. But amen, I believe tonight that even in that cell of uncertainty, God is trying to give you some evidence. God says, look what I've done in the past and look what I'm continuing to do. And it wasn't just Jesus, the miracles that Jesus performed just to show how powerful he was, but those specific miracles Jesus performed was a fulfillment of prophecy. And that's why John knew that he could trust in Jesus. Amen. I'm so thankful that even in our times of uncertainty, God will come through. Amen. In our times of uncertainty, God will give you the proof that you need. And you may be here tonight and you say, I need some of that proof. I've been going down this road long enough and I feel like if I don't get some proof tonight that I don't know where I'm going to go. But tonight somebody's here and God wants to reaffirm some things to you if you would just look to Him. Amen. If the music would come. You don't have to stay locked up in that cell. You don't have to stay in that torment of unbelief, in that torment of doubt. We've all been there. We've all dealt with doubt. And it's probably not the last time we'll deal with it. But amen, I know that if I just hold to the truth, if I hold on to Jesus, He's going to carry me through. Amen. He said, blessed is he that is not offended in me. Amen. I don't want to desert Jesus. I don't want to leave him. But I want to continue trusting in the word that he has spoken. If we could stand. Just like that song that we sung before. Amen. I'm going to believe for it. I'm going to believe for my miracle. I'm going to believe that God is going to save my family members. I'm going to believe that God's going to carry me through. I'm going to believe for my miracle. Even in the valley, God is with us. Even in the uncertainty, God is with us. 
You may say, I don't know what the future holds, but I can still trust Jesus. It may be a rough road ahead, but I can still trust Jesus. Amen. If you would bow your heads. You might say, that's me tonight. I need God to reaffirm some things in my life. I need God to remind me of some things that He's promised me. I need God to strengthen me. Amen. Down at this altar, I believe there's the proof. If we could, we could come and pray and let God remind us of some things. Amen. If you could make your way, let God speak to you. Let Him strengthen your faith. Let Him remind you that He is still with you. Amen. All throughout my history, your faithfulness has walked beside me. The winter storms made way for spring in every season from where I'm standing. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. I see your promises in fulfillment all over my life, all over my life. I see evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. I see your promises in fulfillment all over my life, all over my life. All throughout my history, your faithfulness has walked beside me. The winter storms made way for spring in every season from where I'm standing. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. I see your promises in fulfillment all over my life, all over my life. Help me remember when I'm weak. 
that fear may come, but fear will leave. You lead my heart to victory. You are my strength, and you always will be. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. I see your promises in fulfillment all over my life, all over my life. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life. I see your promises in fulfillment all over my life, all over my life. Jesus, I've learned to trust in God through it all, through it all. I've learned to depend upon His Word. Oh, through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. 